We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Listen, think, discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Oh my goodness! When you when you look into the when you look into the mind of uh, a liberal, particularly a, a leftist, uh, it is difficult to even. To, Determine what you're looking at. Hey, welcome to Bobberty Live. It is the four o'clock hour. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live. Uh, I, I told you that after the break, I'd talk about this cross dressing book given to preschoolers, and I'm going to do that quickly. But then, as happens often during the break, I'm cruising through different news sources and people in my audience are sending me news stories. I came across one that just defies common sense and sanity, and it's from the American Journal of Medicine. I'll get to that in a moment. But first, the uh, Turner School District in Kansas City, Kansas, has been partnering with a local organization to uh, send books home for children to read. Well, that's a good thing, right? Well, it depends on the book. Uh, In the Turner School District, uh, one of the parents of a preschooler uh, looked in the backpack for one of the... uh, One of his children, a four-year-old preschooler in the Turner School District in Kansas City, Kansas. And when he opened the backpack of his four-year-old preschooler, there was a book. There was a book in the backpack called Jacob's New Dress. Did I mention that the boy is four years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jacob's New Dress. It's a picture book, which would be appropriate for a four-year-old. But it's a picture book of a little boy who wears girls' clothes and even competes with his friend Emily to be a princess. Yeah. Well, the father and the grandfather of the little boy were not happy. Uh, Yeah, it's a four-year-old, Jacob's new dress, picture book of a little boy wearing girls' clothes and competing with his friend Emily, a girl, to be a princess. 
The uh, grandfather said, I don't think this should be obviously any kind of a subject for a school to be speaking about. The sexualization of our children in society today is just disgusting. The grooming that's taking place is disgusting. Well, uh, they went to the school, the father and the grandfather, and complained. And here's what the school said. Well, uh, the the books were uh, donated to the school by a local nonprofit called Literacy KC. The school said, quote, such partnerships, the district said, helped it expand resources and community outreach. Well, that didn't make the father or the grandfather happy. That doesn't explain why my four-year-old got a picture book about a boy wearing girls' clothes. To which the district said, and I quote, Please be assured that these books were not a part of district curriculum, were not required reading, and were sent home to be read at the discretion of parents. That was their excuse. Oops! Oh, we didn't know that we were sending four-year-olds with cross-dressing books in their backpacks? Well, we didn't—it was not mandatory, and we expected the parents to use them at their own discretion. After outrage, the uh, district then released this statement. Moving forward, our district staff will be pre-approving all books and activities provided by Literacy KC to ensure that they are age-appropriate and align with our district curriculum and educational mission. Yeah, they made excuses, and then they finally said, Oh, well, um... Yeah. Oh well, uh, we're uh, we're we're sorry, but we didn't we didn't know. Yeah. Right. We didn't know. Oh my goodness! The things that are happening in our public schools. Again, my number is eight seven seven Bob Live eight seven seven two six two fifty four eighty. Uh, all right, I'm uh, I'm going to jump out of order here because um, I have an important guest, and to be really honest, I put it on my calendar for the wrong day. I put it on my calendar for tomorrow instead of today, and I want to apologize to Mark Harrington. Uh, the president of Created Equal, Mark, I somehow I, I knew it was today, but I put it on my calendar for tomorrow, and I apologize, and thank you for calling us. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing great, Bob. Well, again, my apologies for the, uh, for the, yeah, no the mix-up. Hey, Mark, just we've got about two minutes before the break, and then we'll pick up okay. the real topic after the break. Uh, tell us a little bit about Created Equal. Uh, how did it start? 
And uh, what are your goals? What are you doing at Created Equal? Uh, well, Created Equal are a pro-life organization, and we uh, train young people uh, to go to college and high school campuses and share the truth about abortion and the gospel. So uh, that's our mission. We've been at it for 10 years. And what is your background? You have a long, <laughs> long background in the pro-life movement. What were you doing before Created Equal? Well, that's interesting, yes. Not many people want to know that, but <laughs> I was actually in sales, outside sales. So I learned how to market. Uh, I sold uh, commercial security, fire alarms, closed-circuit camera systems. I had a marketing degree at Ohio State, so it's helped me you know, launch this organization in the sense that uh, you have to be a salesperson in some regard because, <laughs> you know, you got to be able to get people to do things and, and raise some money. So Well, and not only that, you're well, you're selling fire alarms because our country is on fire. That's <laughs> true. So true. that's a great background. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. My guest is Mark Harrington, president of Created Equal. Some things going on in our state that you need to be aware of, and Mark is going to help us understand them deeply. We'll be right back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And again, welcome to Bob Bernie Live, and welcome to Mark Harrington, the president of Created Equal, a wonderful pro-life organization uh, based here in Ohio, but active in many other places other than Ohio as well. Mark, again, welcome. Good to be here, Bob. Uh, Mark, I I have a question. Are there really over 1,400 Ohio doctors that are obsessed with killing innocent unborn babies? Well, apparently so, but keep in mind there are 52,000 of those types of doctors in the the state, so it's still a very small minority. There are 52,000 doctors in Ohio? Mm -hmm, That's what I'm told. Okay. The reason I brought up... Keep that number in... In context. Bob. Okay. It seems like a lot, but out of all of them, that's not that, that much. Okay. The reason I bring that up is an organization called Ohio Physicians for Reproductive Rights has announced mm-hmm. that they have formed Protect Ohio Choice, which is a coalition, mm-hmm. and they're attempting to put a proposed Ohio constitutional amendment on the ballot next November to make sure that any Ohio woman can kill her innocent unborn baby. Is that a pretty good summary of what's going on here, Mark? Uh, it's pretty pretty spot on, Bob. All right. Uh, who Who is behind this? I mean, we got 1,400 Ohio doctors. Do you have any idea the percentage of OBGYNs? I mean, how many of these doctors would actually be performing abortions? Oh, I, I have no idea, but there's only there's only maybe a dozen or, or so that perform them in the state of Ohio. So that number isn't comprised of of abortionists or OBGYNs. Uh, 
uh, solely. And, uh, you know, Bob, this is a reaction to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Right, right. We saw ballot initiatives in five states this fall. Uh, of course, we had the blue states of Vermont and uh, California pass constitutional amendments that uh, allowed abortion all the way up to the very moment of birth. And then we had two states, Kansas and Kentucky, that tried to do the reverse, and that is to allow the state legislatures to protect the unborn. And they basically said that the constitution of those states do not have the right to abortion. Those also were defeated, unfortunately. The one that has more, uh, I guess, relevance to Ohio is the, the effort in Michigan. In Michigan, they passed an amendment, uh, I think it was around 55-45, that permitted abortion up to the very moment of birth. Now, Michigan's not like Ohio, but it is at least at some level similar. And so these uh, these folks, they're, they're filling their oats, and they're emboldened, and they're starting to uh, begin to do this in other states, Ohio being one of many. Well, Mark, and we're again, we're talking to Mark Harrington, the uh, president of Created Equal. Uh, Nan Whaley, the failed gubernatorial candidate in our last election, built mm-hmm. almost her entire campaign on what she stated over and over and over again. Ohio is a pro-choice state. Ohio is a pro-abortion state. Well, she lost miserably in the election. But, Mark, is there any truth to her contention that Ohio is a pro-choice state? Well, I guess we're going to find out. (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, There has been some polling that shows that uh, around a little more than 50% of Ohioans would say that they would uh, vote for a constitutional amendment allowing for abortion. Yeah, so, what, what was that percentage? A, Re- repeat that percentage again. I think it's fi- around 55%. Okay. So, but we need to understand something, Bob. The, the direct dem- democracy route, which is these constitutional amendments, these ballot measures, yeah. uh, give, give advantages to abortion activists. They give advantages to the left because they can concentrate all their advertising in big cities like Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Where we have advantages, it's in the state legislature, uh, and that is that, you know, a, a small rural uh, district is represented equally as a, a an urban district. And right. so that's why our uh, state house is dominated by Republicans and pro-lifers. That's why the governor's office is pro-life. It, it, it just the ballot measure is more, I guess, suited to the left's ability to spend bunches of money and dominate media and in major cities. And that's why we've seen the defeats recently. So uh, we have to be able to compete on that level as well. But it certainly is not. We don't have the advantages we have when it comes to other forms of representative government, say, at state level or yeah. even the federal level. Mark, have you seen any – is there any language to this proposed amendment if so, have you seen it? And the most important question, are there any limits listed in this amendment? Or it is it just a free-for-all uh, constitutional amendment to provide abortion up to the day of delivery? Yeah, that's a good question. There are There is no ballot language yet. It's being prepared by the group in this article. They talk about how the amendment 
they say will likely allow certain but to be decided limits uh, on abortion, I'll believe it when I see it, <laughs> you know, yeah. frankly. Uh, I think that they said the same thing in Michigan, that it wasn't uh, allowing abortion up to very birth, but the truth is it did. All so right. more than likely, there's going to be a lot of wiggle language in there. I expect the thing to be very extreme on all fronts. Uh, I don't okay. expect the abortion lobby to hold back. All right. November of 2023 is a long way away. Two questions, Mark, yes. and the, the the final moments that we have together. Uh, what can our listeners do now to fight this? And secondly, how can they learn more about Created Equal? And again, we've got about a minute and a half. Yeah, real quick. So we're hoping that this doesn't get on the ballot in 23. There are indications that there is a uh, kind of division in the abortion camp. So keep praying that that is the case, because there are others that would like to wait until 2024. The more time, the better for us to get ready. But if it happens in 23, we'll be ready. And people sure. can help us by joining our ground game. That is our door-to-door campaign that we're going to begin as soon as possible by going to createdequal.org. Createdequal.org is our website. All right, and they're doing great things. And, of course, Mark Harrington is on WRFD. He is a part of our broadcast family and has been for a long time. CreatedEqual.org. Is it too early to start contacting our representatives? I know this is an amendment, but I I think the legislature needs to be notified of what we feel as well, don't you think? Absolutely. In fact, we're contacting legislators now because it's important that they get the talking points and the messaging right. The last right. thing we need is legislators not knowing how to talk about this issue. So yeah. the time is now to make people aware it's on its way and we need to get ready. All right. Mark Harrington with Created Equal, createdequal.org. Mark, thank you so much for your time. God bless you. Thank you, Bob. God bless you.